Hey, what's up, everybody? We are live on the House of Horrors, episode 31, with guest Alyssa Kempinski, if I said that right, I'm sorry, <laughs> from Velosa Pasture. So, <laughs> how you been doing this week? Yes. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Velosa Pasture and our little wild eye group is definitely one of our favorite wild eye movies. We really enjoy this one a lot. So, a bunch of us done reviews on them. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> so I'm glad we got you on here to talk about it. So um, thank you. Uh, before we get all into the Velosa pasture, I figured uh get to know you a, bit, a little bit more. Um, what got you into acting? Uh, did you do it throughout school or something you got into prior to getting into the business? Uh, I yeah well I actually initially pursued a career as a music therapist and I decided to drop out of college and pursue acting because it just kept sticking with me and so the crew that I did Velocipaster with actually I've worked on a bunch of movies with them from different old small projects because we were all in college in New York City at the same time together so we found each other we found our troupe and we just stuck together and now it's been a long time. <laughs> and we're still a good so, so uh you were already friends with the writer of uh, Velocipaster? You had already known yes, him? We did a film called Animosity together before Velocipaster. It was his um feature first feature, but it was his senior thesis project. It was more serious um horror. It's actually pretty cool and it's also on Amazon if you want to check it out. Um but he then was like, hey, I'm writing this ridiculous movie and I have a character for you. Do you want to do it? <laughs> yeah. uh, we never imagined that we'd end up here. Yeah, definitely a ridiculous character. It's great how it's cheesy, makes fun of itself, and you know what you're doing. It's just, you know, a good time. I mean, definitely fun to watch. I'm sure it was awesome to be a part of. So. It was so fun to make. That's why we're so excited to hopefully be working on number two soon. Okay, definitely yeah, left a little cliffhanger there. Yeah, <laughs> you want to go ahead, Boom? No, so that would be fun to see a second one, especially if they keep it like in the same. Oh, there goes the ring. But <laughs> see if it stays in the same vein of kind of silliness, that would be great. Absolutely. Especially with fire and Velocipaster two after a, a ridiculous first one. Like we would have to keep it. Silly. I, I, I have a child that has the same powers. <laughs> or just look like a little dinosaur, just have like a little stuffed toy as the <laughs> or maybe a dream or maybe a dream sequence anyway of having a baby a dinosaur he'll be freaking out. <laughs> a little dream sequence. That would be funny. <laughs> I I always mentioned to Brendan that I wanted to have a dinosaur baby at some point. <laughs> I, I can't reveal whether or not there's a dinosaur baby, but... Um, <laughs> That's a fun idea, though. Well, who knows? We always have ideas for the idea if it comes part. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now we don't know if you took it from me or if it was your idea. Darn it. <laughs> but that would be fun. Kind of like how in um, The Fly, like when they had that dream, the second one or whatever, was having the baby fly. <laughs> I don't know if you remember seeing that or not, but that. No. Well, okay. So I have to reveal something about myself. Mm -hmm. I worked a lot in horror, but I am a scaredy cat. I have <laughs> not seen most horror because I'll, I'll never forget in high school, one of my best friends who still is my best friend to this day, uh, made me watch prom night. Mm -hmm. I cried and made a hissy fit <laughs> and left because I was so nervous and scared. I'm a baby. <laughs> I don't mind like blood in real life, but I can't handle it on screen. <laughs> That's kind of funny because I was going to say, uh, what were some of your favorite horror movies, you know, getting into horror? And you actually answered my question prior to that. Yeah. I mean, I love the genre. I love working in the genre. I love the fans. I love everything about it. And I, and I try here and now. Like, I've actually been watching... Um, Z Nation lately, which is That's like a good. horror show. Mm -hmm. That's been really fun. I really got hooked on that. I yeah, mean, that has silliness in it too. Yeah, because it's silly mm -hmm. enough, I can handle it. But when it's, it's jump scares, like they get me every time. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
right, I'm going to jump back in, uh, out of kind of the horror genre. I got a couple questions on the hunt with John Walsh. Uh, oh, did God. you have to? <laughs> did you have to research the crime <laughs> before you did that, or did this kind of tell you what to do? Or? No. No. <laughs> no. That was that was a ridiculous job. I was so happy to have had that one. Um, but you don't even know. They don't even tell you the story of the crime when it's when oh, you're gotcha. shooting it because they're just shooting basically like the the action of the scenes. So they're not going to use like my face per se. They're just using me like right. breaking a window or whatever it was. So that was really interesting. It was one of my first experiences, I think, like working with some like technical details on set because that was years ago now. Um, because I, I worked with sugar glass for the first time. I was smashing a window. I got to smash a lot of windows. And that was embarrassing. <laughs> it also made me run down the street in my underwear on the coldest day of the year. And I will never forgive them for that. <laughs> <laughs> it also lists that, which I know I already figured out last night because I got watching these last night. The IMDb is way wrong on this. But it also has you listed as two episodes. But I only saw you in the one. I, don't know. I you know, I gotta say, I've never seen it. Oh really? <laughs> I, I don't even know where to look. I found it on HBO. I think it was HBO Max. Let me double check my notes so I'm not oh, wow, really? lying. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. And yeah. um it lists you on IMDB as being in episode three and four, which is totally not right. Because <laughs> you're only in the one called Torture House, which I think is episode three because imdb has the numbering way wrong on their thing yeah. so the the production company is likely the ones who filled in that imdb uh information and technically they probably did use me but not my face in both episodes so they probably credited me because my body might have been in the second episode but um that was all non-union work, so I don't make residuals on it. <laughs> so I just, the I, other episode is about a Hispanic family, so I was like, how did they... It, it says that you played the same character in both episodes, and I was just like, this is I, a Hispanic no, family. It's like, what the maybe they knew each other. The crime was connected or something, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it was, I was trying to figure that out last night, so I didn't know if he was aware. It was like, that is way wrong. You were not in that. No clue. Beats me. But thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> yeah yeah i was taking a look at some other stuff and i see you've done like a lot of short films and everything like eight of spades and stuff um let's see what else we had uh texas a tv short um i haven't had a chance to like any track any of those down uh, do you know where we could find any of them are they on youtube or anything yeah, or I, amazon I on youtube or um a lot of them are probably on vimeo if you a good way to find shorts is always if you reach out to the director directly they'll usually send you vimeo links and whatnot um because if you were to go to the um page text it was actually a really cool short because it was basic it, the whole uh it was kind of like a comedy of the handmaid's tale um, but it was saying like, well, what if Texas seceded from the union and, um, they became its own state and it was a comedy about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I was a nun who got beat and then said, thank you at the end. <laughs> thank you. I don't know if I was a nun or just like someone just a general woman. I don't know. A different roles from Velocipastor, a nun to a hooker. Okay, there's a big jump right you know, there. I do, I do typically play sex workers. That's actually pretty uh, standard. Yeah, I found at least three of them in the watches <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, I played a lot of sex workers. Yeah, the, oh, I forget which one it was. I wasn't really going to bring it up because I didn't know if it was embarrassing for you, but I watched The Deuce last night. That was Oh, yeah. You got to know me intimately last night, huh? <laughs> the, yeah, the potato soup. <laughs> so, yeah. It, uh, it was, it was, they used potato soup, and it, you smell when you get shot in the face with potato soup. That was a stinky day. They were filming uh, like a porno or whatever and uh, recreate 
come. Gotcha. gotcha. They were shoot. They were injecting like potato soup and just like shooting. <laughs> it was hilarious. That was my first network TV job, and I had to tell my mother about it. <laughs> hey, guess what I got splashed with. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know what? from that, with that girl from Batman. I forget her real name. I didn't put it in my notes, but. Uh, she was in the Dark Knight. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, like when I told my mom about it, she was like, "Oh, but you're naked," and I'm like, "Yes." And she was like, "But you're also naked with the lead woman, and you're in the scene with her." And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> I'm very lucky in the sense that a lot of the um, TV shows that I've worked, or I think two of the TV shows that I've worked on, I had scenes directly with not only the lead actress, one of the head producers. So. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal was one of the lead actors in that show, but also as a producer, she had so much say. So basically the director was like, you know, sit like this. And she's like, no, no one wants to look at my tits like this. We are not sitting like this. And that was really great to have on set. She was like, <laughs> and that, what was the show called again? Deuce, you said? Deuce, yeah. yeah. The like Deuce, that. it's on HBO Max as well. After again, I was out of town for a couple of weeks and I didn't really have much TV or internet, so I was behind this week, but I'm definitely going to catch up now that I'm back home. So, yeah, I, I ended up watching quite. I watched you know the John Walsh ones, I watched The Deuce, and then what else did I watch last night? I watched another one, the FBI. FBI, the FBI. Oh, another a prostitute, yeah, another prostitute. <laughs> No, you're not typecast, not at all. No. Yeah, I don't think I counted that in my three. Now you say that. That's, that was an Eastern European prostitute. I went into that audition with, uh, with no accent, and then they're like, "Can you do an accent?" And they wanted a Ukrainian accent, and I had just spent time with my family from Poland, so that accent was still stuck in my head. So I just did a Polish accent. Anyway, no one can tell the difference. No one cares about the difference. And if you ask me to do a Polish accent right now, I definitely could not because I do not remember. Right. I, that was actually going to be one of my questions. How hard is it to learn your accent? But apparently you already kind of had that fresh in your mind. I did. I was. That was a very lucky audition because I was not prepared to do an accent. But I had to spend all this time with my family. They had come. I'm, I'm Polish. Um, and, uh, some of my Polish family had been in the U S for a little while. So I was spending time with them. So I was like, Oh, I have everything in my mind. <laughs> hey, it helps you out. Yeah. Why not? On uh, a random spot too. That just worked out great for you. Yeah. That's a lot of what this, I mean, my whole career has been, is just like, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what happens. And, but having and, fun while I'm doing it. And potato soup too, apparently. <laughs> At least it wasn't clam chowder. I mean, yeah. Oh, God, no. That was horrible. You had to be gagging. Uh, no, no. I was fine. Maggie was so sweet, though. She was like, do you need to take a shower? You can use my trailer. She was like, and I was like, no, I was going to go home. It was pretty late when we got out. I don't remember. She also was like, so I was in the makeup chair when I was waiting, uh, when I met her and she walks up to me and my eyes are closed because I'm getting my makeup done. And I open my eyes and I'm like, oh, hello. Because I was really nervous about meeting her all day. She was the first like celebrity that I had worked with before. And um, she was like, so I have some um, research materials that we can look at. If you want to come to my trailer, we can take a peek at them. I'm like, yeah, sure, totally. So I go to her trailer and she shows me nun porn from the 1970s. <laughs> it was incredible. I was like, this is such an incredible story. And it was never weird. It's never creepy or me too. Like, because it could sound that way, definitely. But it was always in the in service of the acting. Um, yeah, that was quite the experience. <laughs> That's uh, interesting research project you got going on there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> were, uh, were you into crime shows before being on FBI and John Walsh? You know, actually, um, FBI, so FBI is a Dick Wolf show, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Dick Wolf does like all the Law and Orders. And right. Like, yeah. I consider uh, yeah. it a crime show, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, no, 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 totally a crime show. Uh, the the point that I'm trying to make is, it's always been my dream to be on Law and Law. I don't know why I keep saying Law and Order. It's like a tongue twister for me today. It's always been a dream to be on Law and Order, and I still have not SVU specifically. I still have not been on it, but I've auditioned a few times. I'm waiting. It was my favorite show growing up. I really loved that show. Right. <laughs> it was very good. Incredible. Who's the other one who used to be on it? I don't remember what his name is. He was from Wet, uh, Wet Hot American Summer also. Oh. He played the guy. He played the, guy um, the one that went to play Happy. And is that the one you're talking about? I can't think oh, of his name. Chris Maloney. Yeah. Oh. oh God, I would kill the work with Chris Maloney. Maybe we can get him for VP two. Who knows? Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> That'd be an awesome cameo. <laughs> he he could be the next uh Christian cult leader or whatever. <laughs> no. or go a different direction entirely. Or that, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. We'll definitely keep an eye out for it. So, gotta have more ninjas. Come on, ninjas and dinosaurs—they go perfect together. <laughs> when I first saw that, I'm like, "Philosopher Pasture, what is this?" And I'm just like, enjoyed every minute of it. Oh my gosh, great lines. My favorite is why they call. He goes, "You know why they call me Frankie Mermaid?" <laughs> because <laughs> you know, Fernando came up with that himself. He came up with the whole character himself. He was, he's not an actor. He is a friend of Brendan's and like the whole team in a lot of ways uh, from college. And he's a filmmaker also. Um, although I think he's working at a distillery nowadays. I don't actually know. Um, he's super cool. He's a very handsome guy. And he decided to shave the middle of his head so he would look creepy with the, with the comb over. Yeah. Remember that one moment where he took his hat off? That was yeah. the thing was for that, and um, he wrote he wrote the character essentially. And Brendan was like, "Yeah, cool, do whatever you want. Like that's fine." That's some dedication like, there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, I do drugs, uh, murder people. <laughs> like, where do I? And the confession from? part that was hilarious. <laughs> what did I do this week? Well, I. <laughs> Oh, I forget the time period, but like stole, stole from a baby, uh, threw the baby in the river, yeah, so he couldn't snitch. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, you mermaid, definitely a fan favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any uh, certain favorite practical effects that uh, you had to do? Um, actually, I did have a question. How was uh, um, the sword slice scene when you're coughing up all the blood? How was that? Like, would you have like little caplets? I'm assuming, or no, they just stole my mouth of blood. <laughs> Or, yeah, we're working on a movie like this. Um, our makeup artist, um, was she basically had like a a, a gallon, Jen had a gallon of like the edible type blood because we were just you know, we needed a lot of it. That whole scene where Greg is getting sprayed in the face with it after he stabbed his own brother, um, spoiler, sorry, um. (laughs) Well, I think people watching should have seen the Velocipaster by now. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Um, so we had a lot of blood on hand, and I vaguely remember just laying in Greg's arms and in between takes, like opening my mouth so Jen could pour more blood in my mouth. And and I was trying to be serious. That's what's so hilarious about it is like I was just trying to be serious. Like one of my minor terrible acting moments and i was just spitting blood in greg's face (laughs) there's nothing serious about like giant hunks of blood being spat in your face uh i bet there were many fun outtakes of that trying not to laugh (laughs) oh so sorry i don't don't know if i've ever seen outtakes on the film i would have to ask i'm not sure if i have there's actually, and I haven't had a chance to watch it, uh, but there is a uh, gag reel on the um, Blu-ray set on the back here. So 
Yep. Well, someone's got to send me a Blu-ray. <laughs> 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 My freaking team has never sent me a Blu-ray. I don't think I have a Blu-ray player, though. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll contact Rob for you. Maybe he'll send you one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get Rob a call. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rob, come on. Send Alyssa some uh, Velocipaster Blu-ray. <laughs> it's like, so you don't even own a Blu-ray copy? That's not right. <laughs> no, I have a lot of posters. Although we had a poster pre-Wild Eye. So we produced uh, we produced Velocipaster on our own. Right. Uh, we had our own production company that did that. And then Wild Eye picked us up as a distribution company. So technically we're not a production of Wild Eye. We're mm -hmm. our own production that was distributed by Wild Eye. So um, we weren't like an in-house situation. Um, and we had a poster that was like very, like almost, I don't know, noirish. It was really, really cool. But we got a, we got a different, we've got an upgrade uh, when we got associated to Wild Eye because that was when we got the poster that you see on the front of the Blu-ray, mm -hmm. which is yeah. really good stuff. But the other poster was also really cool. It just didn't necessarily make it feel as, you know, ridiculous as it is. It was more serious culture for a silly movie. Right. I mean, that's one thing about Wild Eye. Whoever does the artwork for it, they really do awesome artwork. Yeah. Flash in there, but. Wild stuff. Well, and what's, what's the most hilarious about it is like the dinosaur on the top. Like you'd think that you see a dinosaur like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you get what's at the end. <laughs> you get like a blown up cross or whatever. <laughs> No, I think it's paper mache. I think it's a paper mache costume. Can you see the opening between the legs? I can get in and out. Oh, yeah. It just makes he looks like he has like almost like a huge vagina. Vagina, vagina. Yeah. So I guess um, was that Greg in the costume for that, or was that no? Someone? Actually, the costume is usually Brendan. Brendan, the director, okay. uh, because he's one of the only people like. Greg, Greg, so I'd say that we're all kind of like tiny or like, I don't know, we're all around the same size, like five, I'm five, six. And I think Brendan and Greg are like five, seven or five, eight, you know, like we're all similar size heights. Um, but you have to be like very small. Greg is like pretty muscular. Like he's like a mad, like he goes to the gym all the time. So he might be like too thick to get into the costume. I think he tried. But you have to be really petite to fit in the costume because it was meant for a child, like mm -hmm. a high school. Did it freeze? Uh -oh, she froze. <laughs> she did, yep. High school student. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's still talking or if she'll be right back. Yeah, I don't know either. Watch her be telling this whole story and we didn't even hear a word of it. Let's see. I don't know if she knows she froze or not. I'm going to send her a message. <laughs> if she gets in, I don't know. Okay, yeah, she realized she came back. Okay, I see her coming back. Hey guys, <laughs> I was like, you froze, and I wonder how much of that story she told too. <laughs> no, only I, all I said was was basically, um, Brendan was one of the only people. Brendan and his brother were one of the only people that could fit inside of the costume, so they were. Greg, I think, tried to fit into it, but didn't fit into it. And then we hired a guy off of Craigslist to be the dino costume guy. Um, but he was, and he ended up to be like really weird in a way that made everyone uncomfortable because he was like very, like too excited to be in the costume. He had a dino face. Yeah, maybe, like maybe a dino. <laughs> you know I, have, I, have, I have absolutely, no judgment against anyone who has a dino fetish or a dino costume fetish but when you're in the professional scenario it made everybody else feel a little weird so we actually let go of dino costume guy and brendan just did it himself 
that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that, so I guess then not the only portions of uh Greg was of course like the half mutations and everything, the claws yes. and the face. And, yeah, 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 so. yeah, of course. I actually kind of enjoyed that portion of it, like half human, half dinosaur, the most point was kind of interesting, in my opinion. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was kind of Yeah, Jen Jen uh, our makeup really killed it. She did a great job um doing that. And I think Jen works on pose now. On what was artist, it? Which is pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> our makeup artist, uh yeah. She was she was great. So yeah, I saw also in some um your credits there on IMDB that you do makeup on sets as well. Ah, uh, not anymore. I did when I was younger um, because I was, you know, being an actor in New York City, you've got to work a hundred different jobs in order to make it work until you make the big money. And I'm still waiting on the big money. So, <laughs> um, no, so, um, so I was a makeup artist on accident, actually. I think I did makeup for a few short films for friends in college. And then I moved to New York and friends from college moved to New York and they were like, Hey, can you do makeup on this actual movie? And I was like, sure. But that was never a career path. I think that I wanted to pursue. Okay. It was just fun and a job. <laughs> so you plan on uh, doing any script writing or adding on to your character or is it strictly just acting in it in the next philosopher and producer? Uh, in the next philosopher, I'm actually a producer on the mm -hmm. team, which is very exciting because I think after being in the industry for as long as I have, and I've worked in film production in a lot of different capacities, and I like the way being a producer makes me feel. I get to be a boss bitch. It's great. <laughs> I think that's uh, sort of what Rebecca was saying last week or whatever, remember? Uh, yeah. <laughs> she was like saying, she's like, oh, I'm in charge. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Your job as an actor is basically like a glorified prop, you know? People just tell you what to do and you're waiting all the time to hear back from other people. And if you have this job, do you have this job? And it's like, all of a sudden, when I get to work um, in the producing capacity, I, I, I'm i the boss. So that's great. <laughs> so uh, what little, I know you can't spoil too much, but what little tidbits can you tell us about the second philosophy pasture? Anything we can expect or mm, nothing yet? <laughs> um, Doug and Carol will be there. <laughs> Returning cast. Um, yeah, we have the same cast of characters and we have a lot of new characters. Um, hmm. um, nope, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> new characters, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just uh, when that trailer comes out but yeah definitely yeah, keep yeah, it absolutely. it's gonna be a good time i can't wait <laughs> yeah i'm actually kind of excited i didn't even know there was a two in the works until you mentioned it so yeah i'm kind of excited so i think i mean in regards to our official announcements we've been holding off on making like one big shebang announcement yet but we did um we made an announcement a while back, though, with The Hollywood Reporter about um, doing a movie called Outback Dracula, um, which was kind of like a spiritual sequel to Velocipaster. So there would be some similar characters and similar worlds, but not a direct sequel. But, but then COVID happened and yeah. it all kind of got upended. And within that experience of all that happening and COVID and everything, we were like, all right, actually, let's regroup. And that was when the the finished draft of VPT2 happened. And that was when we decided to put Outback Dracula to the side in order to pursue the direct sequel of The Last Master 2. Awesome. When you guys were doing the first blast, uh, Pastor, um, how hard was it being serious when you had the scene with, uh, what was his real name, Greg? Uh, I put Doug on here, I didn't put real name. Uh, when you guys are, well, he's thinking you're talking about sex, but you're talking about dinosaurs. That was, okay, so the, the ending part where he's going like, what? 
I, when we filmed that, I think we did maybe 15 once. <laughs> I, I am not, I, I break immediately. I break, I was okay. I managed it. Greg never breaks. He's a pro. He's incredible. I'm also a pro, but like a different version of a pro. I'm not that incredible. Um, he never breaks. He's always serious, but always making a joke. He's incredible. And then Brendan, our writer, director, and also editor, um, he giggles behind the camera. <laughs> way before the take should be over. And we just see Brendan, he's got this little giggles like, <laughs> like, what the hell? You're supposed to be the one who doesn't break. But yeah, he giggles. That's usually when we know the take is over. <laughs> Uh, that would be hard trying to like doing your best to get through a scene that is so funny and then you just hear a little giggle and then you even hear it from the director that was like from the director oh man uh, again i mean it's great humor throughout the whole thing <laughs> like you're talking about dinosaur he's thinking that he's had sex for the first time he's like the first time too <laughs> Yeah. Well, that, that scene was really fun, especially because well, the process that we decided to use in writing that scene, like Greg and I were involved in the writing of that scene with Brendan because um, basically before we shot it, Greg and, and locked the script, Greg and Brendan and I met up in this like teeny tiny rehearsal room in Manhattan and we were doing improvs based off of that scene and then brendan was taking bits and pieces of what greg and i found in the improv and so we found the whole scene working collaboratively and i'm quite proud to announce sorry brendan but me and greg absolutely wrote the two lines where it was like i don't know much about dinosaurs or no i don't know much about god I don't know much about dinosaurs. Like, I think that one's an incredible line. It's one of my personal favorites. And me and Greg wrote that, so. <laughs> yeah, that whole scene is hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's great too. Uh, and the whole ninja scene when he followed them after he was attacked, um, how was it coordinating that fight scene? And it's kind of crazy how all of a sudden, you know, a hooker pulls out can take down some ninjas, so. <laughs> I mean, I really love the fight stuff. That's actually some of my favorites. So, I mean, I need to, it's been a while since I've been to the gym, but I really need to get back in the gym so I can like pull out some really serious moves for the next one, because that's some of my favorite stuff. And our um, fight choreographer was incredible. And um, the way that he helped us, you know, make it easy for us to do, because we weren't necessarily like skilled fighters or like, you know, like hand-to-hand -hand combat trained or anything. I, I did a few classes, but nothing like what he can do. And um, he always just made it look really good. He made us look really good. Yeah, definitely. Especially you got like this whole like superhero pose and <laughs> superhero landing pose. <laughs> and then a high five at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Then you come in with a cat suit and like beating up. He has you beating up more people than he's beaten up. <laughs> that was my cat suit, by the way. My ex boyfriend bought that for me because he was like, "This will look hot," and I'm like, "This is terrible. I don't want this." So I, then I went. I just used it for that movie. <laughs> Perfect movie prop. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of Carol's clothes were my clothes, actually. No. <laughs> Did you get any of them ruined? Uh, yes. So in the scene where I'm in the cat suit and the leather, the leopard jacket, um, I was wearing a pair of heels that were like insanely high. And the fight choreographer was asking me um, what I wanted to use as a weapon in the scene. And so I was like, oh, I'd love to use my shoes. Like that's a fantasy of mine is like beating someone with a pair of heels. That would be amazing. And so we did that, but I broke the shoes in the meantime. So I think I'm wearing two separate pairs of shoes in the final cut of that scene. I'm not sure. I don't remember. 
My favorite part about that scene watching it though is like all of the parts where you look, you're watching it and you're noticing that like some of the people in it are like almost like a video game character loading in the beginning. They're like, well, yeah, I was going to say, like, when you were waiting for the ninja, like, when it showed uh, Greg uh, in the one scene, it looked like you were, like, Son Sonya Blade, like, getting ready to fight the ninja. Yeah. I was like, this that's is really direction. Good that's the direction I received. This new video game character. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Just... Yeah. Wow. And then um, the head... Um, I forget his name, but Chinese, he's like speaking Chinese and everyone understands it, but they're just speaking English right back to him. And they act like they understand Chinese. Even uh, the father, when he was kidnapped by him before he was killed, they're speaking English and Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what's really interesting about the use of language in our film is um, I believe he was speaking specifically Mandarin. Or Mandarin, and then, yeah. um, No, no, it's fine. And then um, there's another flashback I don't know if you remember the flashback where um, there's the three ninjas that run into Doug in the woods and one of the ninjas has like a flashback um, of his girlfriend and he's thinking about her and all of that is in Korean. Um, and the song is even in Korean and it's like dinosaur, like that's what she's singing in Korean is like dinosaur man. Like, no one would know that because unless you speak Korean. Um, but we explicitly chose not to use Japanese as any of the languages uh, because ninjas are inherently Japanese. And we wanted to just, like, play with this idea of, like, oh, these dumb white people making a movie, not using any of these, the correct languages within the context of the heritage of ninjas. <laughs> Yeah, because this is so accurate of a movie. <laughs> it's a documentary. Yeah. The, point, the point is, like, right, yeah. it's not an accurate movie, but in so many ways we made choices to make it even more inaccurate to kind of poke fun at what we were doing, you know? Right. Well, like in the like when he leaves, uh, wants to you know escape God, or if he finds him, he drives to China. I'm like, does he get on a plane, or he just drives to China? Yeah, he, he digs a hole. <laughs> he digs a hole. <laughs> remember when we were all kids and we thought we could dig a hole in China? <laughs> dig a hole in China. I do remember that. Uh, like, oh, we'll reach there eventually. <laughs> And then when he had the nunchucks at the end, I'm like, wait a minute, where did he get the nunchucks? And he's fighting <laughs> the ninja. Where did we get any of those things? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I saw that, speaking of like, we were talking about Star Wars a little bit earlier, it almost seemed like he used the force and that sword just like- Yeah, like, yeah, the definitely. <laughs> I am the ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> he has the force for one scene only. <laughs> Really silly stuff. Uh, and the headband that Sam was wearing, Sam mm -hmm. the White Ninja, that's the character name, um, it says brother on it. Oh, that's what the headband says the whole time. Uh, <laughs> so that's, uh, if we would have known that, a little clue that was brother. <laughs> Kind of like how um, the term, yes. what was it, Darth Vader, they were saying, uh, there was a movie they mentioned, like, hello, that means father, Darth Vader. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. So it, like, tells you uh, right in it. Exactly. Really wild. Uh, and the whole evil ninja laughs when just, ha, oh, oh, ha, oh. <laughs> ha, ha. He's trying to make fun of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was funny. <laughs> uh, so what were some of your favorite moments? I don't know. I think I, I think, I mean, one of my favorite moments or reveals of the movie itself. Well, okay. I guess I have two favorite moments. One of my favorite moments is right after, um, Greg or Doug finds out that his parents die. The camera work cracks me up every time because it's just like, looking at it's just you have to pay attention to the camera work because it's just following like the most bizarre things it it's terrible and in the best way mm. so i love that moment um and then 
the other my other favorite moment was when they reveal um that Sam was the brother and then you go to the flashbacks and you see the family laughing together and then he's in the background and you see them in the car and he's in the background like that's a hundred percent he's the only son priest college yeah because i'll pick you up from priest college so ridiculous i think that the guy who played his dad was one of brendan's like middle school teachers or maybe it was his mom i don't know one of brendan's middle school teachers was in the movie but also um father stewart was brendan's dad which was I like how you, they make you think like he died and then he comes back. He's just got an eye patch on. <laughs> Other than that, he's okay. <laughs> but then I, he does die. I don't remember. God, how do I not remember? <laughs> I, I know there's a scene where at first they think watch. that he gets killed and then he's like in the tent with the like head ninja guy, the one that speaks Mandarin. And then I, I don't remember if he dies later on, but. Yeah, he just wakes up in the tent and he's got an eye patch over his glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. Oh, man. So, um, I guess, how, how was it? Um, I know you weren't in that scene, but having Voltaire come in as like the guest of like the exorcism, how was it? How did he get involved with it? Uh, Voltaire teaches classes yeah. at, at SVA. Uh, the School of Visual Arts. So he was actually a teacher and involved in the community of the people that I was working with. So Brendan, Jesse, uh, Fernando, like a lot of the boys that I worked with on this production and the, everyone who's behind the scenes and whatnot, a lot of them all went to the School of Visual Arts. I went to a like an acting school that um, isn't like a degree program. It's like a conservatory program, but I ended up like becoming friends with all of them. And yeah, so Voltaire was one of their teachers. Okay. And they just asked and he was like, yeah, cool. Sounds good. Nice. So, I, I actually, I don't know if I've ever met him or me. No, I met him at like uh, some uh, screenings that we've had since then, but I didn't meet him on set. Okay. Yeah, that whole exorcist was interesting. And then that whole flashback with the army and his uh, wife or how he joined uh, becoming a priest himself. Yeah, that's um, that's Brent. That was those are Brendan's parents. Um, and yeah, the Vietnam flashback is definitely a favorite. <laughs> the wig, the wig kills me every time that he's wearing this like stupid blonde wig. Oh my god! Like didn't even try to make him look younger. They just put a blonde wig on. <laughs> And, and I didn't know during that time wives just showed up on base all of a sudden. <laughs> like, I, it's a surprise. Hiding in the woods. <laughs> and Brendan's mom's so cool. She spent the whole day getting buckets of blood thrown at her. Because that's what we were doing. Like, we were just throwing <laughs> buckets of blood on everyone. <laughs> everyone was game. Um, so a bloody good time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this movie seemed like it would have been a lot of fun to work on. It really was. I mean, that's part of the reason why I think we're so excited to possibly keep working together in so many ways. Because the reason the movie was so good is because it was such a team effort. Like, there's so many characters that were played by crew members because we just forgot to cast them or like, we're like oh well it doesn't matter we'll just find someone local you know because we were a non-union production we had very little money we felt like we had a lot of money because we we had never made a movie with thirty thousand dollars before and we all were able to like well i remember getting paid for that movie but um it was one of those things where like we're just kind of playing up the fact that we were doing it so diy and so like, for example, um, Goliath, um, that was our gaffer on the movie. He was called a ninja because he was so tall and we're like, yeah, you could be the ninja. <laughs> Come on the costume, please. That's your job now. 
<laughs> so, um, how were there any scenes? Uh, I know you said you had wrote that one line, the dinosaur line, and God. Um, how much of it was improv in it, and how much was followed by the script? For the most part, we were pretty, we were pretty strictly on script. I think, I mean, I think we would have moments that we would improv, you know, based off of where the scene was going. Um, but most of the improv that we did was pre-final draft of the script. So we kind of just like played to find the beats and then when we found them, we locked them in and did them as such. Yeah. So it actually was surprisingly not a lot of improv. Maybe like more physical improv, I would say. <laughs> Got any other questions, Boom? Uh, but the only other one I have is actually about a different movie. <laughs> in, the, in The King of Knives, how hard was it to climb that curtain thing? I just, probably has got a name, but I have no idea. I know he climbed it just a little bit, but they probably used a stunt for the rest of it, but Oh, uh, I was like getting so confused for a second. Oh yeah, silks. So, um, yeah. I actually, I actually booked that job because uh, I was doing aerial stuff for a while, like as a hobby. Um, and then they actually put me in training for a month and a half, and I trained to um, do the stunts in that movie. So I actually. Um, did most of the stunts. Oh, actually. really? Yeah. yeah, I just figured it was just you climbing a little bit, and then they probably just used the stunt double for the rest of it. But the only that's good. Yeah. Stunt double for was when she rolled down and did that big star trick. I think I don't remember what it was called. Um, but all of the other stunts in that movie, I did myself. Oh, good to know. <laughs> I love that. Stunt. I actually should go back, but with COVID and everything, it's still so hard to like do things that we used to do. And gym classes is the one thing that I just like can't bring myself back to doing because like a sweaty room of people just doesn't feel like the vibe right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, I've never been to a gym, obviously. But <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I would. And even if I did go, I don't think. I now would be a good time to go <laughs> anyway. Oh, God, no. I don't feel like that, but. Yeah, I was training at this really cool place in Brooklyn where they essentially turned a warehouse into a circus. Uh, like people lived there and then people also trained in the circus and then they have a circus performance once a year. Or no, not a year, once a month um, called The Muse in Brooklyn. And that was a really cool place. Um, and it would be cool to go back there. But we'll see. One day. <laughs> One day when it returns to normal. Yeah, yeah. So, um, back to the Velocipasture, um, how long did that, or uh, were the shoots? Uh, was there any that were longer than others? About how long was the total process? I think the whole process was um, three weeks. I think we shot it in three weeks. It took a lot longer, obviously, to like edit it and do post and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But um, the actual shooting experience was three weeks and we we were all put up so we shot in the poconos in pennsylvania and um we all were in one airbnb the crew and the cast um at one point there was a stripper pole in the living room i don't know how it got there <laughs> um, i think our producer gabriel brought it i don't know it was pretty funny um we had bonfires in the backyard every night and we were all living together like honestly it was like it was like summer camp. It was dreamy. It was such a great experience. And I always look back on that with, the, with so much joy. <laughs> and I, I did say to Brendan, I'll never forget. I said to Brendan, I'm like, I don't know when this movie's going to hit, but it's gonna. Like, it can't not because we put so much love into it. And like, I mean, we, we were just cracking ourselves up. And we're like, I guess everyone else will think this funny. I hope everyone else thinks it's funny, but we think it's funny. So that's what matters. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep, clever. All the inserts again, like the car explosion. I guess you were talking about the camera, but how it said uh, visual effect, like I said, car explosion there, and and that. That was, that was not going to be the final cut. With the what we were going to use is we were going to like blow up a little Matchbox car for that, but 
But until then, Brendan put that in as like a holding slate, like a holding picture, um, until we got the the image of blowing up the matchbooks car. But he showed it to a bunch of people with that in it. And everyone, that was the first time everyone laughed in the movie. Like everyone thought that that was funny. So we just kept it. <laughs> blowing up a matchbook car, a matchbook box car. And then uh, I'll never forget when we screened in Philly, because I went to school in Philly and, and my brother lives there. And so I, I went to that screening and we were, I was getting dinner with my parents and my brother, I think. And uh, I get a call from the, um, the, the people who are screening the film and they're like, hey, so I don't know if you sent us the right copy. Uh, I think this is the, the wrong version because of the VFX. I was like, no, no, that's it. <laughs> so that still brings me joy. And then uh, it's the film is rated X by a Christian jury, or, or... yeah, that screening was actually in a church. With, and my favorite fans are the the pastors and priests that love our movie because ultimately we had no, we never had any goals of like sitting on religion we just we're doing something silly and, and i think people who like most people understand that you know <laughs> that's funny uh half cheetah will be patrick's in here he says hello and that he loves the Velosa pasture thanks for coming thanks for joining us he came a little late but uh he's glad to be here <laughs> so. that's okay <laughs> Um, yeah, the you were saying about the pastures and stuff. So that's an interesting fan group there. <laughs> they actually have yeah, totally. We we have we've had many pastors tell us that they love the film. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, because ultimately, like, we're not trying to make fun of anyone or you know say anything is wrong. We're just being dumb. <laughs> 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 But he's basically saying he wants to be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's he's fallen and he's it's his uh, little conflict, inner conflict with the dino and a little overcoming that and deciding what's the right thing to do. For good, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's asking about the sequel. Um, but yeah, that we were talking about. Uh, were you filming it yet or just still? No, not, no, yeah, not filming it yet. So. No. That won't be for a while either. I'm sure there's going to be, we'll probably have a big announcement. Um, everything everything else that I've been saying, you know, in regards, and anyone else on the team has been saying in regards to the sequel, we're just <laughs> keeping the dream alive, but uh, we are not filming yet. No. COVID is uh, difficult yeah. to deal with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> COVID is ruined so much. Now on, our team is um, not living in the same. So we used to all be based in New York. And then now everybody moved to Los Angeles or yeah, other people are in air, different areas of California. Someone's in uh, like Albany, we're all over the place. So we, we meet very often and we are working towards it, but um, you will find out when we are moving further along for yeah. sure. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> So, don't steal my dino baby idea. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, if it is in there, and you know you've probably, you guys, well, they probably program, we're just going to take credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, I'm, I'm actually a little psychic, that's all. <laughs> we could, we talk about all sorts of different movie Maybe. ideas all the time. <laughs> We're surprised though. Yeah, we just randomly talk about movie ideas. <laughs> and we're, we're going to see them on screen one of these days, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> you got to make a move. Just make it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I am writing something actually right now. So, very nice. So, yep. Um, about some killer hippos. <laughs> hungry, hungry killer hippos. Oh, so. man. So, yep. Yeah, That's I amazing. was complaining because I've been wanting a hippo movie for like ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm finally, I'm finally right. Well, I haven't written too much. I've got like six you pages. You have the strongest jaws in the animal kingdom. Yes. Even though they're really cute looking, they are super dangerous. 
Uh, yeah. Patrick you could said, do like a hippo movie, you know, but then when it comes to like the killer hippo, you're just using like the toys from Hungry Hungry Hippo. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> that would be a great little. <laughs> Call my manager. I'm in. <laughs> All right, definitely. I'll, I'll uh, pitch in for something. Uh, Patrick was saying that he suggested a dino cheetah to Brendan on Twitter. <laughs> a dino, dino cheetah. cheetah. So, <laughs> he has a cheetah himself there. That would be interesting. A dino saber tooth, maybe like a dino saber tooth cheetah dinosaur <laughs> mixture. I think those are different periods because it's like the Cretaceous period and then the I don't know I don't remember my dinosaur facts. No, but I I don't I don't know if they were the same time period or not. I don't know. No, but. they were definitely not. They were the same. The the saber tooth tigers the same era as the woolly woolly mammoth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, just well, like Ice Age. You figure that. Ice Age. <laughs> I just see the movie Ice Age. Oh man, what does that say about us, though? <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, she, you're a ton and she's it sounds fun, and you're not. She completes you. <laughs> so, or the little, what, what was it? Not the possums or weasels. What are they? Possums, I guess, or whatever. Those little sort of weasels. Weasels, yes. I the think weasels. they're weasels. What was the guy's name? His name was like Sam or something. Are you talking about the sloth? Is that Sid? If that's who you're talking Sid! about. Oh, I love Sid. <laughs> John Leguizamo, he's like the best. Maybe I should call him for Yeah. Yeah, he would be great in a park. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, he's silly and he could remember he played the uh, clown in Spawn. So he likes playing and he played the pest. <laughs> so, okay. okay. Yeah, he'd be a great silly character to have. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I would love this. I would love if people tweeted at me with their ideas of the ridiculous cameos that the, should be in The Lost Master 2. I'm calling it. I would love that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So your Twitter is just uh, just your name for Twitter? Just at... No, my Twitter is the same as my Instagram. And if you want to actually chat with me, reach out to me on Instagram because I actually don't really know how to use Twitter very well at all. Um, but I try. I'm trying really hard, <laughs> but I don't know how to. Um, I'm gonna have to scoot in a minute or two. But no problem, no problem. I so my handle is at Mona, but M O N Alyssa A L Y S S A smiles, uh, kind of like Mona Lisa smiles. But and then I can put it in the link too, or in the uh, description below for you. So when I was oh. a little, my mom called me that um, because I complained a lot. <laughs> and uh, if you got time for one last uh, question there uh, from Patrick, he said, uh, were you surprised at how well the film did? Yes and no. I think ultimately, like, I mean, when we went, when we were in the New York Times, like, that was surprising. Uh, it was also surprising to many of our fans because they were like, is this real? And we're like, yes, somehow this is real. Um, so honestly, every step has been super, super surprising, but at the same time, like it's been such a painful year for so many, or two years now, I guess, for so many people that any source of joy that is non-political and just really silly is just like, it doesn't surprise me that we were able to do that for people. So yeah, I, I seen not too long ago, um, a YouTuber that has at least a million subs. I don't know the exact number, but they don't like review movies. They do other things. And he, they were talking about your movie and they <laughs> just recently saying that that was like the best masterpiece they've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> but it was a little sarcastic, but yeah, he was definitely giving it a good uh, like vibe about it so you got introduced to uh, a lot of people that wouldn't in like the horror genre <laughs> well i mean it just feels like it's a train that just keeps rolling you know mm -hmm. we have so many little pockets and moments of uh, i i'm in a habit of usually like getting an influx of instagram followers and then i'll just text brendan and i'll be like what's going on why am i getting instagram followers 
And it's usually like, oh, we just released in Argentina or like, oh, um, there's a meme going on right now on this page or our Reddit threads blowing up. Like there's always these weird random things all the time. And I'm just so grateful for all of our fans and everybody who loves this movie because we would love to keep making movies for you. So hopefully we can do that. Yes. Because um, it, it brings us just as much joy and especially more joy when everyone else uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Maybe make it even a trilogy. <laughs> so, oh man, yeah, would love that. <laughs> that get me started. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, this has been an absolute joy and pleasure. Um, it was nice to meet you both and uh, stay in touch. Absolutely. Thank and you awesome. for having me. All right, you're always welcome back. And, uh, yeah, when Velocity 2 comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You and Greg will come on together. Yeah. Have a double show. But yeah, All right, so. Guys. All right, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.